All right, we'll say good morning. Let us begin. Uh, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf yud. Let's begin by thanking our sponsors. Our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tishrei. Baruch Hashem HaVa'alinu Latova. Avram Shandy Kalman for dedicating all the Sherman Drushos this month in memory of their parents. Dr. Linda Weinberg for dedicating all the Sherman Drushos this month in loving memory of the commemoration of the first yard site of her husband, Dr. Paul Weinberg, Peretz Moshe Ben Avram David. Our week of learning sponsors, Hilary Jacobson Kent and Yisrael Daniel Jacobson in commemoration of the yard site of Milt Jacobson, Mordechai Menashe Ben Shmaryo and the Rosen and Miller families as a zechus for Rafua Shalema for Chaim Yosef Ben Batya. I'm sorry, and I also, I neglected to add for the Talmud Torah sponsors, Jack Bennett, in memory of Givati Brigade First Sergeant Nikolai Rappaport. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshama Salam and Aliyah, the families in Chama, and those who require a Rafua, will have one together with Kol Chole Yisrael. It was, with that, let us begin. Today's daf is daf Yud, 10. And we are picking up in Merit Hashem, on Yud, we're picking up four lines down from the top. Is it the volume? Can you hear it? Yeah, it's okay, good. Thank you. So remember again, what we left, we're picking up today with the sugi that we left off with yesterday, which is, which is the contrasting of the shitos of Beishamai and Beisilo. Remember again from, thank you so much, from, from the previous Mishnah of Kisei Hadam, it sounded like Beishamai was the Megal on Simchas Yamtiv and Beisilo was the Machmir. We've been contrasting that with this, with this particular discussion we're having over here regarding the latter and trying to figure out who's the Machmir, who's the Megal. Says the Gemara, El Ikashi Hakashi. If you have any question, here's going to be the question. We'll say Yudam Adalif 10a. Four lines down from the top. We're going to run through a number of cases today. We're going to see each of these cases in depth inside of the Gemara, but we're going to begin in Merit Hashem to go through them today. So for example, Beishamai say, you can't take the Ali, or the Ali, right? What's the Ali? Rashi says over here, Daf of the Kavit, it is a thick, it is a thick and heavy plank. So they will say in a, in a mortar and a pestle, this is the pestle, right? So if you can imagine, this was a long, heavy plank used to crush things. Now the act of Krednarashi says, mm-hmm. You use it to crush wheat. So, mm-hmm. so here's what's interesting. This is what's called in halacha, klisha malachto le'iser. So klisha malachto le'iser in hilchos moktsim means a utensil, whose primary purpose is prohibited on Shabbos, on Shabbos, but may have a secondary permitted purpose. Now, what's the secondary permitted purpose of this wheat grinding pestle? Well, it's long and it's flat. So you can actually use it as what? As a cutting board. As a cutting board. So that's the shayla over here. So that's the shayla over here. So Bishamai says, basar. You can't go ahead and use the pestle to go ahead and cut meat up on it on Yom because it's Beishama who said that it's Mokta. Or Beishilo Matirin, and Beishilo says it's Mutter. So Beishilo allows you to move the pestle, even though the pestle is, a, or the Ali, because it's a Klisha Malachtole Iser, but because you're going to be using it in a way that enhances your Simchas Yom you're permitted to do it. Alma, 
What do you see from here? You see from here that when it comes to matters of Simchas Yomtiv, Beishamai is Machnir, Beis Hillel is Mekel. To which the Gemara says, but one second, how do you reconcile that with the following? Or Minhi, Hashochit Chayivahov, if a person shechts a Chayo or an Ov, Beishamai, and both say, oh, see, all roads lead back to that Kisei Hadam case. Because what happened in Kisei Hadam? Beishamai said, as long as you've got a shovel in the ground, then what? You're good to go. Beishamai said, no, you need to have actual dirt prepared from before Yamtiv, which in that case sounds like Beishamai is the Mekel, Beishamai is the lenient one, and Beishamai is the Machmir. To which the Gemara says, Am Rabbi Yochanan Muchlaf HaSashita. I suppose Rabbi Yochanan, he feels the easiest way to reconcile these things is to switch around the opinions. Now, I will say, which opinion are you switching around? We are assuming that the Mishnah by Kisei Hadam is correct. That's what we'll assume. Therefore, Beishamai is the Mekel by Simchas Yamtiv, Beisilov is the Machmir. And therefore, again, just switch around the Shitas by the Ali, by the Pesel over here. So it's Beishamai who allows you to use it, it's Beisilov who, who prohibits it. Okay. To which the Gemara says, Mimai, we'll say, here, here's what's interesting. You know, the Rabbi Yochanan proposes that because he makes the assumption that Halacha Lamaisa everything kind of has to gel with each other, right? He makes the assumption that everything will say. So sometimes in life, you know, when everything has to make sense, everything has to fall into place. So you have to make a lot of terutsim, you know, but sometimes when you accept the fact that not everything has to fall into place and not everything has to make sense. So it's a little bit liberating in terms of how you could look at things. So the Gemara says, Demolohi, who says that the, the, the opinions in the Mishnahis are, are, are connected? Beishamai was only Mako, was only lenient in the Kisei Hadam case. Why? Because you had a shovel in the ground. Right? That's not just Stama Kula by Simchas Yamtiv. That's a pretty significant case. Shovel in the ground means, you remember again, and if you go back, so if you go back to that Gemara, shovel in the ground is only the first of a number of steps. Right? Remember again how the Gemara constructed the case at the end of the day? It's shovel in the ground. Therefore, there's no chofer. It was what? What else? What else? Loose soil. Therefore, no kasisha. Right? Why is it the problem of bona digging a hole? Right? Because why? You don't need the hole. You need what? The dirt. Rabbi Abba. So the truth is, when you put all of that together, it's not such a crazy kula that you have to start trying to make Beishamai the mekel in every single case. But again, even Beishamai himself would agree that Allah if you did not have a shovel in the ground, you could not go ahead and remove that dirt for Kisya Hadam. Inami, furthermore, furthermore, Beishamai is only mekel over here in the case of the Ali. Why? Because the Ali has the status of a Kli. It has the status of, also just to remind you, I'll just mention, because I just saw you, Rachmi, I'll take out his notebook. We still have more notebooks, by the way, from Masechus Beya. If anyone wants, I just, I think I'll, I'll bring them out right now. Or oh, say he's gonna bring them out. They should be the ones titled, Rachmi, uh, thank you. Thank you, they should be the ones titled Beya. Because there might be some left over from before also. In any event, Amri, Furthermore, again, thank you. Furthermore, again, Basilal is only Megal by the Ali, by the pestle, because it has the status of a Kli. Right? It has the status of a Kli, and therefore he allows you to use it as a cutting board. Aval Hasamlo, 
But again, by the case of by the case of the by the case of the of of Kisi Adam, he would not allow you to violate all of those malachos for the sake of Simchas Yamdiv. So Rebbe says. So therefore, once again, the Gemara just so, shows you can't necessarily establish a pattern of Beis. So say, well, that's what, that's really what the Gemara is tr- struggling with. Can we establish a pattern of Beis always being the Mekel by Simchas Yamdiv and Beis being the Machmir? To which the Gemara essentially says, no, no, because the cases don't necessarily line up like that. But let's say first wide line, Yud Amud Aleph, 10a. Ela'i kasha ha-kasha. Rather, if you have a question, here's your question. Be'shamay omrim, e'nos t'nesha ha-arlef ne'adarsan. Both these are great cases. Be'shamay says, both say, yamtiv, you shechted your animal. When you shechted an animal, what else do you have now? You have a hide. You have a hide. Now, how would you normally prepare a hide for use? It's actually very interesting. They would tan it. But one of the low budget ways to tan your hide is spread it out in an area with high pedestrian traffic, right? Because essentially people are, people are walking there anyway, they walk over the hide, and that's part of the tanning process. So the Mishnah says as follows, Mishnah says, son, you cannot go ahead and tan a hide, you can't give a hide to a tanner. Now Rashi says over here what that really means is, lo yishtachenu, you can't go ahead and put out the hide in a place of high pedestrian traffic. Nor should you lift up the hide. Unless, of course, there is a kezayis of meat on the hide. In other words, if the hide has a kezayis of meat, then ultimately, again, it's movable. If it doesn't have a kezayis of meat, it's not movable. And Beisila says that you're allowed to do it. Now, why does Beisila allow you to do it? It's fascinating. Now remember, isn't this an issue of Muktza? To which look at Rashi Basil Matirin, Kasaga Daitra Mishum Simchas Yamtiv, the Ilo Sharisle Lo Shachit. The both say this is fascinating, we don't necessarily think about this. Uh, you see, if 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 I'm not allowed to put out the hide, so I guess apparently on some level, if you don't begin the tanning process soon after the Shrita, I guess what ends up happening is the hide becomes untannable. If I can't spread out my hide on Yamtiv, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? People won't shecht. People won't shecht. Right? This is incredibly important because, again, at the end of the day, getting the meat is one part of shechita, but you have a hide which is quite valuable as well. Basilo says if we don't let people put out the hide, what's going to happen? They're not going to shecht. If they don't shecht, Therefore, that's going to deprive them of simchas yamtiv. So Basila essentially sets aside the halacha of muktza in order to facilitate, in order to facilitate simchas yamtiv. So what do you see from here? What do you see from here? That halacha lamaisa, Basila is the mekel and Beishamai is the machmir. To which the Gemara says, Alma gabe simchas yamtiv, Beishamai lechumra, u Beishila lekula. So we'll say, or mini, the Gemara is going to try to reconcile this. We'll say five lines down in the wide lines. Or minhi, so the Gemara is, morning, Gemara says, or minhi, hashochet chayev of, hashochet chayev of, piyamtiv. Yet I will say, again, remember, this comes back to what we said before. But how do you reconcile this with the case of Kisei Hadam? Because once again, and now, now the Gemara is not even quoting and following, the Gemara just quotes like shorthand, right? Shochit Chayvov. In Shochit Chayvov, Beishamai is the Mako, Beishalel is the Machmir. So what's going on? Am Rabbi Yochanan, so Rabbi Yochanan once again comes along, Mukhlefes Hashita. So Rabbi Yochanan says, just switch it around. It's Beishamai who allows you to spread out the hide, and Beishalel doesn't. Okay, and therefore that lines up with the positions by Kisei Hadam. 
To which the Gemara says, Mimai, again, resist the temptation to try to align the cases with each other. Because maybe they're just different. Beishamai ultimately only allowed you to do the case of the Kisi Hadam when you had a shovel already put into the ground. But again, remember, even Beishamai would say if there's no shovel in the ground, you can't go ahead and dig out the dirt. Inam, you know, the possibility is Furthermore, again, I will say, you know why Beishila allows you to move the high on Yomtiv, even if it doesn't have a kisayis of meat? Why? Because it's fit for reclining on it. As I will say, it was coming that a person would just kind of spread out and relax on a hide. That's normal. So because that's considered to be normal, therefore that's a normative usage. And therefore, I will say, essentially, really what Beishila was saying is, leaving aside Simchas Yomtiv, or in addition to Simchas Yomtiv, a hide is not muktzah. Because it has a permissible use, even if it doesn't have a kizayis of meat. So, Ava Hasamlo, but in the case of Kisya Hadam, ultimately wouldn't hold that way. So, we'll say, so again, once again, we're just showing we can't necessarily establish a pattern of Beishamai always being the Mekel, Beishila always being the Machmir, because the cases are a little bit different. Ali Ikasha Akasha. Beishamai Omrim, listen to this case, in Misalkin, Esatris, in Biyamtiv. We'll say, we saw this case before, we actually saw this in Shabbos. I think it was Shabbos or, or Eredin. Okay, we'll see. We're going to see it. Again, both sides want to point out all of these cases are Mishnayis that we're going to go into Emir Hashem in this Mesechta. So we'll see all of these Sogis in depth. You cannot remove it. We'll say Trisin are literally shutters. Rashi says over here, Trisin, Daltos, Achalonos. So he calls them the doors of the windows, right? So what's the door of a window? It's a shutter. But now watch this. This is very interesting. So these trees and these shutters, they were at night, when you closed up your store, they were used to close up the windows. By day, they... It's not like shutters like you think about on your house that like are set on a pivot, right? These shutters were put in and taken out. So at night they were put in, you closed up the store. And during the day you took them out, they were used as tables to go ahead and sell your wares. Sell your wares. And I will say, and here's what's fascinating. Merchants, merchants, food merchants were open on Yamtiv. Jewish food merchants were open on Yamtiv. Because for Ochal Nefesh, right, you're allowed, you're right, you're allowed to cook. So what, what happened is, so I, who would you go to? Who would you go to? So you go to, or I, just, I, shouldn't say, I shouldn't say, merchants were open. We'll see Jewish, non-Jewish. You could go ahead and purchase food on, or, or ingredients on Yom Div from a Chenveni who knows you as long as what? As long as what? As long as there's no price discussion. Again, we'll see this sugya. So as long as you know, so again, Ruvain knows me, Ruvain Nechenveni knows me, so I'm going to take, I'm going to take, you know, five pounds of flour. Okay, so we're not talking any price, but he knows me, I know him. So after the Yomtiv, I'll settle up with him. So now watch this. That, that's actually what we're focusing on here, the shutters. So you are not allowed to go ahead and, Beishamai says you cannot remove the treason on Yomtiv. And Beishilo says that Allah Chalamaisa, you're allowed to go ahead and you're allowed to go ahead and take them out and put them back. 
Now, we'll say, now we're going to see, according to Beishamai, this is a problem of bona, a problem of building. So the Gemara says, So you see that when it comes to Simchas Yamtiv, Beishamai is Machmir, Beishelel is Mekel. To which the Gemara says, but how do you reconcile that with the following? Or Minhi, the Gemara says, I'll ask you a kasha. Hashochet chayiv ha'of b'yamtiv. If a person shechts a chayiv, once again, right? Beishamai allows you if the shovel is in the ground, he's mekel, beishelel is machmir. Bishlama beishamai beishamai lo kasha. Hasam di'ika deker notes. Hachaleka deker notes. So Beisham is that contradicting himself. Why not? Because he's mekel in a very specific case, namely where the shovel is in the ground. That's the case where he is mekel. Ela beisila beisilo kasha. Aye, but how does beisila, how do you reconcile the shitas of beisilo? Am Rabbi Yochanan mukhlafes hashita. Okay, so that's always Rabbi Yochanan's go-to answer. Switch the positions around. And therefore, Allah Maisa, it's Beis Shammai who allows for the removal and the returning of the treason, of the shutters, and Beis Hillel prohibits it. To which the Gemara says, maybe not, maybe not. Once again, the Gemara answers, will say that what? That Halacha it's a different halachic discussion. What's the Machol Gizwasi over here? Do we say that there is Binyan and Stira? Do the malachos of building and demolition apply to utensils or not? So that is a raging machlokes in halacha, right? Everyone agrees that bona, by binyan and stira, building and demolition, apply to something attached to the ground, or, or I should say even apply to the ground. The shayla is, do those, do those malachos apply to utensils or not? Basila holds, no. And therefore Basila says, there's no problem taking out the shutters and putting back the shutters. Beishamai says, yes. And therefore, halacha lamaisa, there's a problem taking out and putting back. But the truth is, that, that's independent of their respective views by Simchas Yamtivs. Therefore, I will say, the Gemara does not prove a pattern in Beishamai or Beishilal. So it turns out that halacha lamaisa, there are going to be cases of Simchas Yamtiv where Beishamai is Mekel and Beishilal is Machmir, and cases where Beishilal is Machmir and Beishamai is Mekel. And there's a simple reason for that. Because each of these cases never fully centers only on the topic of Simchas Yamtiv. All of these cases involve secondary halachic considerations as well. Beautiful. New Mishnah. Beishamai Omrim. I'm sorry, Beishamai Omrim. Lo yito ele imkeni this is great. We're back to the doves. Back to the doves, right? So in the last Mishnah, we spoke about moving the ladder in the dove coat, right? Are you allowed to do that or not? In this Mishnah now we're speaking, and we'll go through the Shulchan Aruch with all of these cases. In this case, we have as follows. You know you want to take doves from the dove coat on, on Yamtiv. On Yamtiv. So the Shaila Rabosei is, what level of preparation do you have to do? In other words, do the doves have to be prepared before Yamtiv in order to go ahead and use them on Yamtiv? Now, I will say, we're going to see that this case is being illustrated by doves. And yet, say, we're not going to see this case. You don't, no one says you have to prepare your cow or your sheep, right? Or your chickens, for that matter. Why? What's the difference? Well, I'll leave out chickens for now, right? But your cow and your sheep, I will say, what's the difference? This comes into the difference between domesticated and non-domesticated animals. Domesticated animals are always considered to be muchan for use. Right? They're considered to be ready. My cow's not going anywhere. My sheep's not going anywhere. Doves, because of the nature of doves, is that what? They come and go, right? They, they have the ability of flight. 
So therefore, interestingly enough, with the Mishra's kind from the perspective of, in order to use it on Yom Tiv, there has to be a hachana. There has to be a preparation, right? It has to be set aside. The shaila is, what type of preparation, or what type of preparation is the wrong word, designation, does there have to be? So here we go. So Basila says, this is interesting, you have to go into the dovecote on, or I guess reach your hand into the dovecote, on Erev Yom and pick up the ones you're going to use, right? Pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. Now, Nanea could also mean just like, I guess like poke it, right? You know, mo- mo- you know move it, move it. So the Gemara says, Mishnah says, sorry, Basila, Basila says, no, Omid Vaomer Zevizani Notel. Basil says, you don't have to start moving doves, but rather all you need to do is to say what? Stand by the dove coat and say, I'm going to use that one, that one, and that one. Good, says the Gemara. The Machlokes is with the first batch of doves. The first batch of doves. So let's say, so apparently, doves give birth to a new batch of, of offspring each and every month. Each and every month. Interestingly enough, so the Gemara says over here that the machlokis over here between Beishamai Hillel is only with the first batch. The Beishamai Savri, Beishamai says you have to go ahead and have also, interestingly enough, the general derech is actually interesting. This is good to know in case you're getting into doves. The, ge- the, general, the general thing with dove farming, dove cultivation, dove raising is you usually leave the first batch. You don't take them to eat because that's the com- they're the company for the mother, for the mother. So the machlokus Hashem Beisilom is when you're going to slaughter the first doves on Yom Tev itself. That's where Beishamai says you literally have to pick up and put down the ones that you want. Beisilom says you just have to designate it because what's the what's the concern over here? The Beishamai Savri Gazrinan Asilam Luche Beishamai says we're concerned that halacha l'maisi you're going to change your mind. Now what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi Gazrinan Kishaki Luhu Lamachar. This is fascinating. Beishamai is like this. You're going to show up to the dove coat tomorrow, and then you're going to pick up the, the little doves, and you're going to have Rachmanis. You're going to say, oh, the mother's going to be all alone. You're going to put the doves back down. And it turns out that what if you do that? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You've moved a muktza item for no purpose, right? In other words, you've, you've moved, you've moved balechayim, you've moved off livestock for animals for no purpose on yamtiv. So, however, listen to this: Beishamai holds that if you go erev yamtiv, if you go erev yamtiv, and you pick it up and you designate it, we're not concerned. You're going to have a change of heart on yamtiv itself. Now, what's the logic? The Rebbe said this is actually quite fascinating. Beishamai holds that essentially. If you do a concrete maisa on Erev Yantiv, you've started the process. You start, which will say, such an incredible yisod. Say, in life, in life, it's easy to go ahead and not do something when you haven't started it, right? So if I, if I have not designated, if I haven't designated anything, and I show up on Yantiv, and I pick it up, and I look at it, and it's so cute, and I see the tear in the mother dove's eye, now you're taking her young. So again, I might have a change of heart. But if Erev if I begin the process, once you begin the process, we're confident that you're gonna follow through on it. Now, of course, again, I wanna be clear, you don't have to eat the doves. In other words, if you have a change of menu, that's fine. What we're concerned about is um, 
being metaltal, right? Moving the doves on Yamdiv and not ending up using them. That's what Beishamah is concerned about. So if you begin the process on Erev Yamdiv by actively picking them up, we know you'll follow through. If you don't, we're concerned that you're going to pick it up and have a change of heart. which again, the incredible, incredible Yisod, that in life, if you want to accomplish something, sometimes the most important thing is get started. Get started. Because if you get started, there's a heightened statistical probability that you'll actually do it. When you don't get started, that's where all the cheshbonos come up, right? Let's say we have this all the time. This plan, this plan, this plan, this plan. If I don't start it now, Lemaisa, there's a million and one reasons why I come up with why I can't get done. Beisel is not concerned about that. But in the second batch, second batch means anything after the first, Everyone agrees that all you need to do is what? You don't have to lift up anything. Rather, all you need to do is verbally designate it. Beautiful. So we'll say, the Gemara now asks, why do you have to say Right? So Beishama is requiring you literally to go over to each dove that you're going to take and lift it up on Erev Yom Tiv. So you have to lift it up, but you have to say, I'm going to take this one, this one, and this one. Why? Why can't you just stand in front of the dove coat and what? Say, Mikan Aninot I'm taking doves from here. I have to designate this dove, that dove. Just say, I'm taking doves from here tomorrow. Well, maybe you'll say, Basil doesn't subscribe to the concept of the Breira. Because I will say that idea works very well if you hold of, of Breira, right? Namely, retroactive clarification. So the next day, if you, if you on Erev Yom Tov, you stand there and you say, Mikanani Ochel, from here I'm taking tomorrow. And then the next day you show up and you take a couple of doves. It turns out that it's retroactively clarified that that's what you took was that what you intended for from Erev Yom Tov. I, is that true that Basil doesn't hold of Breira? Vatna, we learned, Hames Babais, if you have a corpse in a house, Here's the case. You have a corpse in a house and there are many exits or doorways from the house. So what's Talacha? Kulan Tameim. They will say, now any kalim that are under those doorways, by definition, will be Tamei Tomas Meis. Niftach Echad Mehen. However, if one of the doorways is open, Hu Tamei V'Kulan Torin. They will say, just uh, the, the short synopsis of this Talacha is as follows. If you have many doorways in a home and there's a corpse in the home, on a technical level, only the doorway through which the mace is going to be brought out ultimately conveys Toma, right, to anything underneath it. The Shaila is when you have many different doorways and it's not immediately clear which doorway you're using to take the mace out. So that's how the Mishnah says, if one of the doorways is open, the utensils underneath that doorway are Tomei. The Kulan Torah and everything else is Tar. If you had in mind to take out the mace from one entrance, or for that matter, through a window that was at least four tefachim by four tefachim, so intention to take the mace out of one of the exits, by definition, saves the rest from Tumah. When is that so? says, yeah, that's true, as long as what? As long as you had that intention when? Before the person died. And Beis Hillel says, no, even if you had that intention when? After the person died, which I both say essentially means what you could rely, that you're relying on what? Breira. So the Gemara says, 
Rabbi said about that, even that only works to go ahead and create Tara for the other entrances going forward. It doesn't work retroactively, so it's not really a din of Breira. Rava Amarabah says, no, the Olam Lamafreya. Rava says, it even works ultimately again retroactively. In other words, we both say, so therefore again, it is a din of Breira. So what Basil is literally saying is that Allah Chalamaisa, once you go ahead and you decide on a way that the Mesa is going to be taken out, even though when are you deciding this? After the Mesa died, retroactively it's been clarified that that is the exit for the Mesa. And therefore, there was no tumma in anywhere else in the home. So I'll say, so Basila does hold a brera. Now I'll say, if Basila holds a brera, so let's take a step back. If Basila holds a brera, then what? Then in the case of the doves of Erev Yamdiv, what should you be able to do? What should you do? Just stand by the entranceway and say what? Say what? I'm taking from here tomorrow. You don't have to say, I'm taking this one, I'm taking that one. Just say, I'm taking from here tomorrow. That's it. And then tomorrow, on Yom Tiv, when you come and you take the doves, it becomes retroactively clarified which ones you had in mind. So what's the, so what, but yet, that's not what the Mishnah says. Right? The Mishnah says that according to Vesel, you have to stand, you don't have to lift them up, but you have to say what? Ze, ze, ze. You have to identify. We'll say, what are we concerned about Vesel? We're concerned that if you don't actively designate them on Erev Yamtiv, what's going to happen? You're going to come to the Dov Kotan Yamtiv. You're going to lift up. You're going to lift up a dove. You're going to say, "Oh, that, I'm going to take this one." And then what's going to happen? Ah, oh, it's too scrawny. It's too little. You're going to put it back. Or, or you pick up a dove. Ah, oh, it's too zaftig, right? It's too big. I want something a little bit smaller, right? So the concern. And then what ends up happening? You say, "We'll say the act of handling animals." Without, without, without using them at the end of the day is a problem of muktza. So in order to avoid that, Basil says, actively designate on Erev Yamtiv which ones you want to take. And that way, again, I will say it's the same Yisod. Once you, sometimes you just have to commit to something, right? There are always people who are focused on what's the next best thing. Sometimes what you just have to do is pick up what you have, right? Designate what you have and go forward with it. So the Gemara says, Vaha Amrit Ba'omid Va'omer Zevazani Noto Sagya. I bow one second. But Basil doesn't require you to lift up each one. Basil just requires you to do what? To stand and say Zevazani Omid. Twitch Gemara says, you're right. Hani Milima Erev Yamtiv. That's true ultimately again on Erev Yamtiv. So on Erev Yamtiv, it's enough just to go ahead and stand by the entrance of the dove coat and say, I'll take this one, this one, and that one. But remember, Basil would not allow you to do this on Yom Tiv. So you both say, interestingly enough, according to Basil, apparently if you did not designate the doves on Erev Yom Tiv, then what? On Yom Tiv, you can't take them. You can't take them. Why? Because Basila would literally be concerned that what? That Allah if you don't designate them on Arab Yantiv, what's going to happen? You're going to pick one of them up on Yantiv. You thought it was bigger and it's thinner. You thought it was thinner and it was bigger. 
Right? So look at Rashi. Aval biyomtiv. First Rashi on base. Kishabal avarim biyomtiv. Kilomar shalom berid varav mi ba'o yom. V'somich abadikas malkar shi'ivak iskulam. So ultimately, you know, it's very important. So therefore, what's happening over here, according to Beis Hillel, is not really a din of bora. Beis Hillel, bora. Breira. Beis Hillel holds up Breira, right? He holds up the content of retroactive clarification. As we saw by the case of the mace. What's happening over here is Beis Hillel is concerned that if you are not committed to particular doves, what's going to end up happening? You're going to show up at the dove cult in Arviyam. You're going to pick up, you're going to say, nah, put it down, pick up, nah, put it down. And that's a problem of being metaltal ba'alechayim, moving muktza on yamtiv for no specific purpose. Basilo is trying to avoid that. How? Erev yamtiv, you identify. Erev yamtiv, you commit to a dove. And once you commit to the dove, you're in. At that point, we're not concerned that you're going to swap it out for something else. Incredible. Inami, zinin de there's another, this is interesting, there's another issue. The issue is if you show up at the dovecote, and in fact, all of them, maybe it's just a scrawnier brood, right? There's a scrawnier group, so you'll decide not to take anything. And you'll end up not having simchas yamtiv because you won't have meat. We'll say this is also, again, also interesting. That Chazal wanted us to have simchas yamtiv. We'll say what it also says is something amazing. That it's an incredible yisod in simcha. We'll say sometimes, not sometimes, the key to happiness in life is finding happiness in your present circumstances. You see, the reason why often happy, well, the reason why people often can't find happiness is because they construct sentences that go like this. I'll be happy when, when. If you have a sentence structure that goes, I'll be happy when, you'll never be happy. You'll never be happy, right? I'll be happy when I have more this, less this, then again, if you, if, you, if you hinge your happiness on some future events that may or may not occur, then ultimately, again, you're and you outsource your happiness. The key to happiness in life is finding simcha in your current circumstances. It's a scrawny batch, eat a lot of them, right? right? So, so in other words, so the Gemara single here, so what, what we want you to do is, to, to, if, if, we're, we're concerned if you don't actively designate it and commit on Erev Yom Tev, you're going to show, ah, you know, I'll, I'll wait till next Yom Tev. No, that's not the way Simcha, it's not the way Simcha's Yom Tev works. Commit, find the happiness, even in the scrawny doves, find the happiness even in the current circumstances, and ultimately, again, don't wait until some future date. Incredible, you so beautiful. Mishnah, what says everything you ever wanted to know about doves? A lot, a lot. So here we go. This is actually an interesting case. Zimin Shchorim Umatzalavanim. Well, say, watch this case. So now, I followed Basil's advice. That's how he passed. I followed Basil's advice. And I went over to the dovecote on Erev Yamtiv. And they said, okay, I'm going to eat this one, this one, this one. But I'll say, let's say again on Erev Yamtiv, I designated black doves. Umatza, Levanim. I come back Yamtiv morning. And what do I find? White doves. Levanim, Umatza, Shorim. Or ultimately again, I, I found, right, I found, I designated white doves. And I went ahead and found black doves. Or Shnayim Umatza Shlosha. Interestingly enough, I went ahead and I I found two, I, I I I'm sorry, I designated two and I come back Baruch Hashem and I find three. Asurim. All these cases are also Aser. All these cases are Aser. We'll discuss why. Shlosha Matza Shnayim. What happens if on Arab Yamtiv you designated two doves? Right? Sorry, three doves. And what happens? You come back on Yamtiv and what? You find two. Mutarim, ultimately again the doves are mutar. Besochakan, 
What happens if you designated the doves while they were in the dovecote? And you found them outside of the dovecote. We'll discuss there was like a little ledge, a porch, you know, on the, on the dovecote. So asurim, ultimately they're asur. But if there are no other doves except for these, then ultimately they'll be mutters. Good, so we'll, we'll identify, we'll, we'll explain the case. So we'll say pshita. So we'll say, so now, what's the case of the white doves and the black doves? In other words, we'll say, the Gemara says, okay, if on Erev Yamtiv, I went ahead and I designated black doves, and I come back on Yamtiv, and there's white doves, it's pretty clear that what happened, right? Right. Well, so like, this isn't that like they, they, they identify differently now, right? This is this is this is this this, this is Lamais again. That it's it's actually like it's actually like different doves. It's different doves, right? In other words, that, that they were black, now they're white. So the so of course it's also it's it's a different batch. It's a different batch. Remember, I will say this because that's what I said before. The reason why doves in general need hasmana, the reason why they need to be set aside is because since they're non-domestic. They come and go. So halacha lemaisa, It's a different set of doves. So what's the errors? What? Of course it's aser. To which the gemara says, "What's the pshat?" Amaraba hacha mayaskinon kigon. Watch this. Kigon shezimein shchorim ulevanim. Ah, erev yamtiv. I have two batches of doves. I have white doves and I have black doves. And I designated both on erev yamtiv. The hishkim umatza shchorim b'makom levanim. So I'll say, so what happens? You know, the, the white doves live in one compartment and the black doves live in a different compartment. And here's what's interesting. The next morning I show up and they switch. Pla- and, and now the black doves are where the white doves were. The white doves are where the black doves were. So I'll say, now there are two conclusions you could potentially draw in this situation. What would you have thought? Maldetema. Hani inhu ninhu. Again, I can draw the logical conclusion that what? It's what? It's all the same doves. Just what happened? Just what happened? A little house swapping, right? The dove code swapping, right? That's all that happened over here. The black ones moved here, the white ones moved here, but with Pashtus, it's the same doves. Kamash Malon, no. Kamash on the Mishnah teaches me, Hanach Azlula Alma, Vahani Achrini Ninhu. To which the Yomar says, no, that's not what we assume happened. In fact, what we assumed happened is, the black doves and the white doves that you designated on Erev Yamdiv, they're gone. The ones who are here now in the different locations, new doves. And I both say, this actually yields a fascinating halachic conclusion. Listen to this. Rov v'karov halach achar harov. Both say, this is very interesting. Shari Hanina says in general, I both say, let's say you have a situation and we're not sure how to clarify it. And if you go after proximity, proximity will yield one conclusion. And if you go ahead and you go after Rove, Rove will yield a different conclusion. I both say, this is a perfect case like this. Think about this for just a moment. Erev Yamtiv, you went ahead and you designated the white doves and the black doves. So let's just say for argument's sake, the white doves were in the left dove coat, the black doves were in the right dove coat. What happens, you show up the next morning and they're switched, right? The black ones are in the left, right? The white ones are in the right. So I both say, there are two ways that you could clear this Shiloh, right? Two ways you could pass in the Shiloh. Number one, Karov. Look at proximity. Based on proximity, what would we say? What would we say? It's the same doves. It's the same doves. Yet if we go after Rove, what does Rove say? The majority of the doves in the world are not the doves I had in my dove coat on Erev Yamtiv. So Rove would tell me, these are new doves. 
So I must say this is fascinating. When you have a conflict between Karov and Rov, which one wins? To which the Gemara says, Rov. Rov wins over Karov, which is really fascinating. Majority wins over proximity. And therefore, Halacha Lamaisa, we assume these are new doves, and therefore, Halacha Lamaisa, I cannot use them on Really quite interesting. So the Gemara says, furthermore, uh, So I'll we'll say, what's the Pshat over here? Kedamra Bedaf, look at Rashi. Kedamra first white line in Rashi. Sheyesh la'adaf lefnei ha'shovach, bolet, v'yotzei menu, v'sham ba'in v'yoshin yonim da'alma, tadir, sheyirem likani. So we'll say, furthermore, Abaye said, what's the case? The case we're going to see is just a little bit where there's like a ledge in front of the dovecote. Now, when you have a ledge in front of the dovecote, what does that invite? What does that invite? Visiting doves, right? Visiting doves, right? Not everybody has a space in the dovecote, right? But if you have a ledge, that invites doves from the world to be able to come. So because you have a ledge, therefore, again, that invites doves from the row, from the, from the rest of the world to come. And therefore, when you find your black doves and white doves in different places in their dovecotes, right, different dovecotes the next morning, we assume it's not the same doves and they switched places, but rather what? We assume it's new doves. Panim chadoshos bo New doves, and therefore they will be aser on yantid. Incredible. Let's go back there. Shloshu matzah mutarin. So let's remember again, the Mishnah said that if you, if you went ahead and you started out with three, St- I'm sorry. Shnayim, I mean, I skipped. Shnayim umasa shlosha surin. Right, so I'll say, so listen to this. If you, if you designated on Yom Tiv two doves, and you come, and you come to the dove coat on Yom Tiv, and now there are three doves, they're aser. I will say, you know, it's easy to say, ah, the Rebosham loves me. Look how much he loves me. Right? I only designated two, he gave me three. The Gemara says, no, that's not the Cheshvan. Cheshvan does love you, but it's a different Cheshvan. Manafshach. Manafshach, the Gemara says, so I'll say ultimately again, if it's another dove, it's another dove, right? In other words, that, that Lamaisa, again, you not, all I know is that there's a dove that I did not designate. So because there's a dove that I didn't, didn't designate, so ultimately again, it's there. So bottom line, the Gemara says over here that no matter how I look at this case, there's something here that I did not designate. And what? And what? See, it, what? There are two possibilities. Two possibilities are either it's totally three new doves that, that I did not designate on Erev Yomtiv, or even if it's not three new doves, but it's only what? It's only what? One new dove plus the two that I designated. The assumption is no matter how much I love my doves, I can't tell them apart. Right? So Lamais, again, there's a new dove mixed in there, which precludes the use of the entire batch. Okay? Next case. That's Shnai Matzah Shlosha. Next case was Shlosha Matzah Shnai Mutarin. On the other hand, if you designated two, or three, excuse me, and the next morning you show up and you find two, you're allowed to use the two. My taima, Hani, my taima, Hani inhuninu, Vichad minaihu azli azla alma. Because we'll say ultimately again what we assume is look, that the two that are left are part, part of the original batch, but the third flew away. In other words, we assume that those two are still the same two, just the third one flew away. To which Our Mishnah must reflect the view of Rebbe and Atrabon. I will say, well, at least begin this day, then we'll have to stop. Listen to this. Disanya. We'll say, this is a fascinating case. Hanach, Manach, We'll say, this is about money of Meister Shani. So imagine for a moment you have a chest in which you keep your Meister Shani, right? Meister Shani is, remember, produce that you separate out that you have to take to Yushalayim. 
So I went ahead and I put my money, I put $100 of Meister Shani in a box, my Meister Shani box. And lo and behold, I open up my Meister Shani box and what do I find? 200, 200. What's the halacha? Chulin u'meister sheni mu'uravan zeba de'adivir rabbi. Rabbi assumes that what must have happened over here is I inadvertently put chulin money in that box as well. So a hundred is meister sheni, a hundred is chulin. The chacham dechavim say hakol chulin. The chacham say no, everything is chulin. Everything is chulin. Ultimately, again, why? Because the chachamim work on the premise People do not mix Meiser Shani and Hulin money together. So if you open that box up and you find extra money, it must be that you remove the Meiser Shani money at some point in time, but you forgot, you forgot that you did it, and now you just deposited Hulin money in here. So all of the money in there is Hulin. We'll stop over here. We'll have to pick up Amir Hashem with this case tomorrow. It's really very interesting. And then we'll take the Meiser Shani case and Amir Hashem link it back together with the three, which become two as of Yantav morning. Yeah. Good job, Serena.